There we are. We should be on. Are we oh, on? Perfect. That okay, is, this is internet for you, better. right? Yes, yes. I, we got this wrong. I mean, internet really, I couldn't hear you, but now I can hear you. Uh, you're very much audible. So Great. thank you so much for being on my show. That's Huge pleasure. Thing. Huge pleasure. Good to be here. Uh, what time is it where you are at the moment? Uh, it is 4.30 uh, p.m. here. Okay, cool. I assume it's afternoon time. In the UK? It's just turned uh, noon here. So it's yeah, just past midday, which is great. Yeah, been been a beautiful day. Just been out for a walk with my kids. We have a beautiful forest and rock area close by here. So uh, just been for a walk with there with my wife and my kids, which has been spectacular. And yeah, happy to do the interview now. Yes, absolutely. And how are the kids? How's your they, wife doing? They amazing. Uh, it's been really interesting through, you know, the COVID challenge, which has been, uh, I yeah. think, a big challenge for a lot of people. Uh, we've very, mm -hmm. been very fortunate, uh, you know, that we haven't been affected by it. We haven't known anyone who's been affected by it, but we've been very cautious. Uh, we've not been scared. Uh, a lot of people, Certainly. I think, have been scared. Uh, and I understand where that comes from. But because of the work that I do with my mentor, Bob Proctor, uh, you know, it's yeah. all about mindset and making sure that you keep your mind clear and that you stay in charge of your mind rather than your mind being in charge of you. Absolutely. Certainly. I think very rightly said. I mean, to all our dear audiences, uh, I take immense pleasure and privilege to introduce to you Dr. Spencer Poole. Of course, uh, Dr. Spencer is a doctor, is an entrepreneur, the CEO of Uplevel Lifestyle and Center for Diabetes Care Limited, and also one of the top consultants who has been personally mentored by Mr. Bob Proctor himself. Now, you've had so many accolades along your way. How has this been overall, you know, this journey been like for you? So the journey has been amazing. Uh, I think for me, I've always loved uh, personal development and mindset. The first time I was exposed to it was when my parents took me to a seminar by a Canadian guy, like Bob is Canadian as well, guy called um, a guy who came to South Africa uh, and I was 15 years old and my parents took me to him. His name was John Kehoe. And immediately I just clicked with it. I loved it. I loved the fact that we could always be better. We could always be more. We can always do more. Uh, and that just got me on the path. Uh, another important thing for me was that I saw the movie The Secret. I'm not sure if any of you know the, the movie The Secret, but my, my mentor Bob Proctor is quite prolific in that movie. Uh, and when I watched it, I was like, I love this guy. He's like the grandfather I never had. My grandparents were gone before I was, you know, able to actually know them. Um, and uh, I, I always had this vision of working with him. I started to read his book called Think and Grow Rich. Uh, for everyone who's watching this video, if there's one book that you should get, it's called Think and Grow Rich. It's an incredibly powerful book. It's by a man called Napoleon Hill. Uh, and I was reading that for about two years. Uh, and then what happened was we had the birth of our first son, my wife and I, his name was Cooper. Um, and then when he was 18 days old, uh, unfortunately, we found out that he had a horrific viral infection of his heart. Uh, and the doctors pretty much told us that he was going to die. Uh, he either needed a heart transplant or he was going to die. Um, and, you know, babies of 18 days, they don't get heart transplants. So... Um, you know, we cried and, and sobbed for about two hours. And then I had an inspiration. An inspiration is when you're in spirit, when you are connected with everything around you, with, with infinite spirit, with infinite intelligence. And I remembered this book, Think and Grow Rich. And in the book, if you read it, and I would advise you should read it, 
Um, the author, Napoleon Hill, he had a son who was born without ears and who was deaf. And the doctors pretty much told him, you know, this was in the early 1900s, your son's never going to amount to anything. You might as well just forget about him. And he decided not to do that. And to make a long story short, he and his wife visualized his son uh, hearing. They would speak to his son. They would sing to his son. Their son, they would, would play him music. They put their mouths on his mastoid process and tell him that they loved him and spoke to him and that he could hear. And he started to hear to a point where he became a very successful person. Um, and I remembered that story and my family and I decided we are not going to let him die. We're going to use the power of our minds to help heal him. Yes, he was in a hospital and yes, he was getting all sorts of treatments from the hospital. Um, but amazingly, uh, not amazingly, we understood what was going on. We were able to use our minds to heal him uh, to the point where at the age of five, his heart had totally remodeled from a big flabby bag that couldn't do anything that was failing back to a totally normal heart that was working perfectly. The doctors here in London at the Evelina Hospital, which is one of the top children hospital here in the UK, they've never seen anything like this happen before in their lives. So he's a miracle, you would say, in inverted commas. Uh, but yeah. we really helped him with the power of our minds. And then my goal was, I want to tell Bob myself this story. But I'm a doctor in England, and he's this famous guy in Canada and America. How is this ever going to happen, right? Yeah. And this is the problem, right? When people have these dreams and these goals, they always ask the question, how? How am I going to do this? Well, if you already knew the how, you would have already done it, right? So don't worry mm -hmm. about the how. Just worry about the what. Uh, and for me, yes. that, that dream stuck with me, and, I, and, and then the opportunities uh, exposed themselves to me to then get a chance to be able to work with him, to have him as my mentor. Uh, and last year for his 85th birthday, I was there at a party with him and I got to tell him the story about my son Cooper and how his work and how the work of, of thinking grow rich, uh, and mindset had, had helped to save his life. You know, so for me, that's been the journey. I mean, that's absolutely, I mean, it's fantastic because I mean, I have been an avid reader of The Secret as well. I think whatever I have, maybe a little bit of whatever I've accomplished today is yes. a huge part of that is visualization, self-talk, positive self-affirmations, but also some action in alignment with alignment to that uh, self-affirmation. Because a lot of us think, you know, just manifesting or just asking the universe for it, but no action is not going to help you. You need to have some action going in the field. And that is when things can happen. Just like Dr. Spencer mentioned, I think it's very inspirational right now, uh, Dr. Spencer, a lot of us are really bogged down by the current yes. circumstance of the pandemic. Yes. We're so yes. negative and somber about the whole situation. Yeah. So all of you need to hear this. I, I'm sure you take back something worthy from this. Absolutely fantastic. Now, the kind of scenario, as I mentioned, is very negative, the pandemic. Um, on a personal level, does this mm. affect you? Does this affect the way, you know, the, the way the kids are responding to the situation? How has this been for you on a both professional and personal front? How has this yeah. been? So I'll deal with the professional front too. Uh, I, I, I had stopped working as a doctor. I'm actually uh, an emergency room doctor. Uh, so okay. I work in trauma and uh, I had stopped that because you know, I was focusing on my business and, and growing my business and working with Bob. Uh, but then I felt a need to get back into it when, you know, Corona hit and, and they were short of doctors and, and people off sick. And, you know, we had this massive breakout of, of, of the pandemic. 
so that I went back in, you know, and started working again as a doctor, which was spectacular. Um, it's, it, it made me become very aware. I was very happy to do it, even though you put yourself at risk. I could see exactly what was actually going on as opposed to what the news tells you. Uh, if I could give people one, one bit of advice would be to stop watching the news. Stop listening to the news. Stop watching the news. Stop reading newspapers. Stop reading uh, all of this type of garbage. It is mostly negative. They shouldn't call it news. They should call it bad news. And if you get it out of your life, if you do just that one thing, your life will improve incredibly. Uh, I haven't engaged in the news for the last seven years and I'm doing all right, you know, and uh, we, it was so funny. My daughter told us that Boris Johnson was the prime minister. We didn't even know that there was elections for a new prime minister. We didn't even know who the prime minister was, but that just proves to you, right? We are successful. We are doing very well. And for me, the news, if you can do one thing, I would get rid of the news, get it out of your life, make a decision today, right now on this call, if you're watching this, no more news and you stop it. Speak to your, to your family, speak to everyone. You don't want to watch the news. You don't want to have the news on in the background. You don't want any of that because it just creates fear. This is why so many people are fearful. And you ask me then about my, my children. My children are incredibly positive and are credibly aware and are incredibly happy and are incredibly excited despite what's going on because we don't watch the news at home. And we don't have this yeah. constant negativity being fed into them. They are aware. So when we go out, we wear masks and we do all sorts of responsible things. They're aware, but they cer they're certainly not scared. Uh, and for me, that is a huge difference. Uh, and something that I wanted to cover with your audience is something that Bob talks about where we should live from the inside out and not from the outside in. And so many people and so many people who live in fear and with anxiety and with worries and doubts, they live from the outside in. They're living through their five senses, right? Their five senses yeah. are continuously sending them information. And this information causes worry and doubt and fear and anxiety. And what we want to do is we want to learn to switch all of that off. We want to stop letting all of this negativity come in, all of this rubbish coming in from the news and, and, and the, what's going on in the economy and all of this type of stuff. We want to block that out. And then what we want to do is we want to say, what do I want? And what do I want to think? And how do I want to think? And what type of energy do I want to have? And what type of uh, spirit do I want to have? And what do I want to achieve? And then we have these incredible intellectual faculties. We have six intellectual faculties that most people don't even know about and most people don't use. And we want to use these six intellectual faculties to live from the inside out. And that has made the greatest change in my life and in the life of my children. And what you said is so beautiful. How do you respond? When you're living from the inside out, you respond. Most people are reacting, right? They're on fight and flight so mode. Yeah, they just, they're on, it's, it's like, you know, animals when they're using their instinct, that's what most people are doing. And, and, and I'm not saying that in an ugly way. I'm saying that in a way that if people understand this, then it makes a huge difference in their lives. So yeah. live from the inside out. Use your intellectual faculties. Yes, 
I think, um, and also something that I've noticed personally is that for a lot of people, anxiety is so comfortable, you know, yeah. they don't want to get out of it because that's the comfort zone. It, you know, wallowing in self-pity, shooting sure. bad for ourselves sure. Sure. is very comfortable, right? So it's very difficult for people to step out of that zone, step out sure. of that red R of being sure. comfort, you know, having the comfort zone. Yeah. Uh, so I think uh, very, very aptly put, 100% uh, true, uh, Dr. Spencer. Now, we all take um, some important pivotal measures to, you know, stay safe from the coronavirus. Mm. Now, there are so many different versions of how you should be washing your hands. Um, there's a lot of confusion because there are different versions of how to wash your hands. So uh, what do you think um, is the right way to wash our hands. That's number one. And yeah. what are the basic safety guidelines for everyone to follow right now at this time? So I think what's really interesting with that question is I think you should do what you intuitively feel is correct. Now, intuition okay. is one of your six intellectual faculties. I just spoke about your intellectual faculties. And intuition is one of them. Intuition is your awareness of other vibrations around you right? Now, I intuitively know that I should be washing my hands. Now, what's interesting is that people, when you wash your hands, you're not actually killing the virus. You are using the surfactant in the soap, which will then wash it away off your hands. So unless okay. you're using, when you're using alcohol gel, that will kill the virus, they think. But when you're washing your hands, you are washing the virus off your hands. So for me, what you should do is you should make sure that you have a soap that has a surfactant in it. Surfactant means that it breaks up lipids and that it gets uh, materials off your hands. And then just wash them very, very well. I don't think there's any specific way. You want to make sure that you, you just do it properly. You know, you get all the surface, you get in between the fingers on top, underneath, all the way around. And then you rinse it off. And I would actually probably wash your hands twice. So I will apply soap wash my hands, rinse them, apply soap again, wash my hands, rinse them. And then when I clean them with a towel or with a paper towel, you need to be aware that, you know, if it's something that you're using over and over and over again, there could be potentially virus on there. I'm not saying that there is, but there could be, right? So then use your intuition and your common sense to then regularly wash that and change that as well. Um, so for me, that is, that is a, a, an important part of, of washing hands. With regards to the rest, I think it's sensible if this is an airborne uh, virus and if it can sit on surfaces, then you just need to be aware of that. So uh, we wear masks. You know, we were just out on a beautiful walk, but we wore masks. We took the masks off when, we were, when there was no one else around. That's fine. But when we came into contact with people, we wore masks. I think that's the best thing and the most practical thing that people can do so that they can protect themselves. Another thing that we do is my home. Uh, we're fortunate enough to have this beautiful big home that uh, is on its own. We don't have house, a house that is blocked, uh, joined to anyone. But even if you live in a flat, you should see your front door or the front of your property as a, a barrier, as a zone. And inside there is your safe zone. And anything that moves across the border from the outside to the inside of this safe zone needs to be cleaned. And so what yes. we do, when we go yes. to the shops, I wear a mask and I wear gloves and I detox uh, things while I'm in the shops. When, we, when I get home with my shopping, we will spend another hour to an hour and a half wiping everything down with alcohol. Maybe we're being crazy. Maybe we're going over the top. 
But intuitively, this is what I feel, so this is what I do. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong if you don't do it. It's just intuitively what I feel. What's interesting also, when I work in the hospital, uh, I come, you know, we have a, a special area where we see patients who potentially have COVID and where there are a lot of people who are then COVID positive in there. And what we find is that a lot of the people have been self-isolating, but they still get COVID. Yes. So if they are self-isolating and they still get COVID, where is it coming from? It's yeah. coming from the outside in. So maybe it's coming on packages that are being delivered or shopping that's being delivered or these types of things. Why not? We know that it can live on surfaces for a while. So the person who delivers your food or who packed the stuff in the shops potentially could have had it on their hands and put it on your product. Yes. You've picked it up, you've got it. And now, so my point is just use your intuition. Just be aware and just feel what do I want to do? Forget what the news is telling you. Forget what other people may be telling you. If you don't like what I'm saying, use your intuition. That's fine. You don't have to agree with it. Yes. But just do what you and feel is right. Trust yourself. Yes. And I think what you mentioned is right because it may feel like we're going all over the top to, you know, be, you know, safe. But yes. I believe prevention is 100% sure. better than cure. Sure. So it's, sure. it's up to you. It's your responsibility. This sure. is where you dwell. This is where your loved ones dwell, right? So yeah. make sure you take complete responsibility of staying safe. Yeah. Now, uh, Dr. Spencer, could you also enlighten our audiences and, and me, of course, about your venture like, uh, you know, Diabetes Center and Uplevel Lifestyle? Yeah, so uh, Uplevel Lifestyle, I've pretty much, uh, I've merged that into my own brand called Dr. Spencer Pool. Uh, and what I do is that I work with my mentor, Bob Proctor, and we help people improve results and we help companies improve results. So for me, it's a really simple thing. If you want to improve your results, I can help you, right? And whether you're a company, because companies are made up of people, or if you're an individual, we help people improve results. Now, the next question is, what causes people's results? So do you want to tell me what you think causes people's results? I think clarity is very important because a lot of people don't even know what they want to achieve. So if you don't even have the clarity in your own mind, how are you going to achieve the milestone? So sure. that's my personal opinion because you're an expert, so you may know more. And uh, this is also to all our audiences. So if you're really seeking help with your performance, uh, you know, performance and success levels of your companies, meeting targets, the, the real success, what, as Dr. Spencer mentioned, here is Dr. Spencer Pool. Please, please seek help from Dr. Spencer. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I love what I do. And I love what I do because it makes me a better person. It makes my family better people. It's improved my lifestyle incredibly. We have the incredible uh, luxury of being able to travel, to be able to meet new people, to be able to do incredible things. Um, and anyone can do that. But as I said, we need to improve results. So what causes results? Well, results are caused by what we do. I loved what you said. People can do a whole lot of mindset stuff, but if you're not doing things, you cannot manifest. You know, it's cause and effect. When you put a cause out there through your actions and through your thoughts, there is an effect that comes back, right? So these yeah. things, what we do and what we think creates our results. Okay, but now what, what controls what we do and what we think? Well, we have mental programs that we have 
that control what we do and what we think. You will find that people who think in a certain way will habitually think in that way. It's automatic. They will think certain things always and they will do certain things always. It's habitual. So we have these mental programs that control 90 to 95% of what we think and what we do. And people aren't aware of these mental programs. And they're not aware of these mental programs because they don't reside in our conscious mind. We're not consciously aware of them. They reside in our subconscious mind. And they are there because they are there to fit the purpose to, make us, to, do us, to allow us to do things automatically. Imagine you had to think every time, I'm going to move my hands forwards, I'm going to move my hand forwards, and I'm going to put my finger up, and I'm going to say, yes, this is great. You know, you'd go bananas, right? It's automatic. It happens automatically. But you must understand that just as it serves you, it keeps a lot of people stuck where they are, and they're not aware of it. It's these mental programs. And this is what my uh, mentor, Bob Proctor, does, and what we do. We deal with these mental programs. We help people reprogram their minds because when you reprogram your mind you get new thoughts new actions when you're having new thoughts new actions you get new results how cool is that right yes i think what you mentioned is true because i personally follow self-affirmations and i agree on how preconceived notions can be a roadblocker when you want to cultivate new habits new behavioral patterns you know, you know, as the Bible mentions, I, I actually swear by that. Give me a child until seven years old, I'll make a man out of him because yeah. you know, until the age of seven, our brain is actually a clean canvas. So whatever we experience until the age of seven, we form a very heavy, strong, preconceived notions about things. Like I mentioned in one of my communication trainings that, you know, if I tried swimming when I was six years old and I drowned, I never want to try that again of growing course, up as a yeah. child. So uh, that's very true. Now we truly love and respect our frontline workers. I, I mean, you as a doctor. Uh, mentally, uh, how have you been taking care of yourself? Uh, how have you been uh, sort of um, keeping calm and peaceful during this situation? Right I now? love that question. So this is exactly what I was saying earlier. Live from the inside out and not from the outside in. This is how I've been taking care of myself, how I've been taking care of my family, and how they've been taking care of me. Right. Watch this. This is actually a drawing over here by Bob Proctor from when I was training with him last year. And this is an incredibly powerful picture called stick person. And this is a representation of our minds. Right. It's a little drawing of a of a head. Right. There's a head over here. There's a body down here. You can see the arms and the legs at the top. We have this, which is the head. Right. But the head, we say this is the mind and the mind is, okay. is divided into two by into the top part here, which is the conscious mind and the subconscious mind, right? These little things over here, they look like little spikes. These are like antennas. You remember when we used to have TVs and we used to have these antennas that used to stick on the top of the building to get the TV signal? These are those, and these are our five senses. Now what's happening is that people are allowing these five senses to feed information into their minds. Can you see this? The information is flying into their minds this is, what are they doing? They're watching the news. They're listening to the bad stuff. Uh, people, everyone's going to die from corona. Uh, the economy is going absolutely terribly. Uh, you, yeah. you, all sorts of negative stuff over, and there's a war over here, and there's earthquakes over there, and, and there's floods over here, and people are dying of hunger over there, and this is happening, and that's happening. 
it's all negative. And what happens is that all of this information flies into your conscious mind. When it happens over and over and over and over again, it goes through into your subconscious mind and it starts to plant bad seeds in your subconscious mind. Now watch this as well. Can you see there's a little minus sign over here? Yes. That's a negative. And this one is okay. positive, right? So what a lot of yeah. people, what's happening with a lot of people is they have something called doubt and worry. They worry about things and they doubt their own ability and they doubt whether they're going to get through this and they doubt whether life's ever going to be better. And they worry about the economy and they worry about coronavirus and they worry about how they can never make life work. And they worry about all sorts of things. Doubt and worry is a negative emotion, a negative, sorry, are negative thoughts, negative mm -hmm. thoughts, doubt and worry. This is a conscious thing that we do. On a conscious level, we have doubt and worry, right? It's a thinking thing. You have to think about worrying about something and you have to think about doubting something. What happens then is that that causes something in the subconscious mind called fear. Fear is an emotion. It's not a thinking thing. It's an emotion. You feel fear, right? You don't think fear. You feel fear. But when you have doubt and worry, you will be fearful. I guarantee you. Yes. And when yeah, you are fearful, kind of yeah. yeah, totally. And when you are fearful on a subconscious level, when you feel fear, when you feel fear, that causes your body to vibrate at a vibration called anxiety. Do you see how it's mm -hmm. all connected? Conscious, subconscious, and body. Doubt, worry, fear, and anxiety. And what happens when people are feeling anxiety? They feel diseased. They don't feel at ease. Diseased. And what is disease? Disease is disease. Mm. Right? Right. Disease. Yeah. I don't say disease. I say disease. And when dis people are diseased, they cannot function properly. They can't create. Now, what's the opposite? Watch how cool this is. The opposite is the positive. What is the opposite mm. of doubt and worry? The opposite of doubt and worry is understanding and knowledge. When you have doubt and worry, you have ignorance. You have doubt and worry because you don't know. If you knew, you wouldn't doubt. And if you knew, you wouldn't worry. You would know. And, and what do you need to know? You need to know yourself. If you start to gain understanding and knowledge about yourself, what happens then is that you create something called faith on a subconscious level. I have faith in myself. Tenzin, I have faith in everyone around me. I have faith that everything is going to be fine. I have faith that everything is going to be incredible because I have understanding and knowledge that I have gained through study. So study is the only way that we gain knowledge and understanding. There's only one problem in the world, and that is ignorance, not knowing. Ignorance causes doubt and worry. Look at, look at COVID. Why is everyone so scared of COVID? Not just because it kills but because we don't know. We don't know exactly how it's transmitted. We don't know why some people get it and other people don't get it. We don't know how to treat, treat it. We don't know, and that's why there's so much fear and anxiety. It's ignorance. Yes. Now, when you yeah. know something, you create a feeling called faith over here. And the feeling of faith will manifest as ease in your body. I am totally at ease. I'm totally at ease. 
I don't know if you can pick up. Right now, Dr. Spencer, making everybody feel, I think these are really yeah. powerful words. Yeah. And um, I agree because I think it all starts from the surface level. It like gets deeper and deeper and deeper. You know, when you are in your theta state, I think that's when you're in your subconscious, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 So I think it's very important that you, when you say something to yourself over and over again, you believe that you're this and of that course. is the potential you hold. Of course. So change that. Exactly. And beautiful explanation. I think that's wonderful. You have such beautiful memoir from. It's uh, cool, isn't it? Talk. Yeah. It, it, Fantastic. I mean, nobody can ever imagine it has so much information, that, that picture. So it's, it's the thing, Bob has been doing this now for 60 years, right? 60 years. Mm -hmm. He says that this little diagram stick person is the most valuable concept that he's come across in the 60 years he's been doing this. Why? Because it gives us a picture of our minds. And when we have a picture, we can start to understand things. People don't understand how their minds work, and that causes more confusion, doubt, and worry, right? This stuff. Yes, yes. But when you have a Very picture, true. we all think in pictures. When you have a picture and you can see from this graphic how it works, doubt and worry, uh, you have fear, and then you have anxiety, and you have a disease. But on this side, you have knowledge and understanding. You have faith, and that manifests as ease. I'm totally at ease. And you know what? When you're at ease, you can create. That's the secret. Yes. When you're at ease, yeah, sure. you can create. Try, yes. try and create something. Try, try and create something when you're freaked out and you're anxious and you're scared. Yeah. Yes, because when you're anxious, you cloud your mind with a lot of negative, you know, thoughts, and then you cannot even bring in some creative content or anything that you want to do. Your ideas yeah. are sort of sort of blocked when you're thinking negatively, and yeah. we often think that. Oh, you know what the society is going to think of us. Oh, if I start this, people are going to mock at me. What am, what am I going to do? How am I going to start? Am I too small to do this? What are do you doing here? You, you're letting the outside yeah. affect the inside. Stop it. Yeah. Now you've got to think. You've got to think. Look here what he wrote here. I know it's backwards. Think. Mm -hmm. Think. That's what Bob's written. Think. Yes. You've got to think, what do I want? What do I want? Not what's going on. What's all the crap? There's no money. I, I never have enough money. I'm in so much debt. I'm, I'm ill. I'm, the economy is going to crap. I have no work. I have no nothing. You want to think, what do I want? Block this off. Stop watching the news. Stop it. What do I want? Every day, I write out what I want. Every day, I write out what I want. Every day, I write out what I want. And that's okay. what I focus on. So powerful. Yeah. 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 I think this has been one of our best sessions on the Tencent Show, considering you spoke so elaborately and so powerfully on the subject of, you know, anxiety and how it all starts eating up from within, you know, it, yeah. it actually is like a slow poison for all of us. So sure. we, should, we shouldn't do it. It's, it's sure. something that we should stop doing uh, right now. Uh, so I know you are a renowned doctor and uh, entrepreneur, CEO, you've assumed multiple roles. Uh, this is a question I ask all my beloved guests uh, who have been on this show before, uh, who have come from diverse fields. So the very yeah. core content of my show actually world, uh, hovers around spreading in more positive content and uh, building a community of supportive people, keeping away hate, judgment, notions about you know, particular uh, people, individuals. Uh, what is your uh, definition of success? 
and what are your principles of success? So how would you sum it up all in together for, for our viewers today? Beautiful question. So my definition of the success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. Okay. So success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. I'll break that up for you. Progressive means that you are progressing towards it. So me, you, for me, I'm successful, and I think people are successful if you're moving forwards, if you're growing and you're progressing towards what you want, right? It's the progressive realization. You are realizing your worthy ideal. What is a worthy ideal? Well, an ideal is an idea that you fall in love with. I fell in love with the idea to work with Bob Proctor. That was a worthy ideal. And what's, also what's interesting is what is a worthy ideal? A worthy ideal isn't that it's worthy of you. No, you need to, sorry, not that it's that you are worthy of it. It needs to be worthy of you. It needs mm -hmm. to be worthy of your time and your love and your attention and your energy, right? It's not the other way around. People will often say, oh, am I good enough to do that? No. Is it good enough for you to spend your time on? Is it worthy of your attention and your love? If it's not, get rid of it. Find something else. Success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. I have some days that don't go my way. I have some things that don't happen the way I want them to happen. That's life. Mm. But I'm still successful yeah. because I'm progressing towards my worthy ideal. And you know what's interesting? Often when you get there, you have the next worthy ideal that you've already set before you even get there, right? And then you just yes. keep going and you keep going and you keep going. So for me, that's my definition of success. <laughs> I got that definition from my mentor, Bob Proctor. And my mentor, Bob Proctor, got it from his mentor, Earl Nightingale. Bill Nightingale was the yeah. guy who started personal development in the U.S. He's the guy who has created this whole industry of personal development, Bill Nightingale. And who was Bill Nightingale's mentor? Napoleon Hill, the guy who wrote Think and Grow Rich. So this stuff right. is powerful. It is. It is. Absolutely. So, uh, Dr. Spencer, thank you so much for such wonderful, insightful session. I think today you've spread in a lot of positivity, a lot love of it. love, uh, a lot of healing. A lot of people needed to hear what you just said. So thank you so very much for gracing um, you know, us with your presence. That's thank an you absolute so much. pleasure. And I do a lot of content on my Facebook, which is just Spencer Pool. If you just search yeah. me out, you will find me there. I do a lot of free content there. Uh, jump in, uh, join, join me on Facebook. Uh, there is so many, I know that a lot of people will be in situations they don't want to be in. And I'm not saying just live in a crazy land where you don't understand that. You need to understand that. I understand that. And I understand it's difficult and I understand that there are challenges. But stop living from the outside in, sorry, from the yeah, outside in. Live from the outside. inside, live from the inside out. Stop, you know, all the stuff around you and just work from the inside. It will make a huge difference in your life. Do some study, yeah. gain some knowledge, gain some understanding. Study, 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 study. But what do you want to study? You want to study yourself. You want to study yourself. Why? Because you are the genesis of everything that you want. You are the one who's going to make it happen. Right? You are responsible for it making making it happen. No one else. 
So study yourself. Invest in yourself. Get in touch with me. I'm around. I'm happy to help. And I do a lot of free stuff. So there's lots of free value there. You know, just pick someone who resonates with you. If I don't resonate with you, go and find someone else who resonates with you. Find someone who, res who you resonate with. But also what's important, they need to have shown through their results that they know what they're talking about, right? Results are the yes. name of the game. Check out their results. If you're happy with the results and you resonate with them, connect with them and change your life. Yes, that's very succinct, Dr. Spencer. Thank you very, very much cool. for all that information. And thank you, our dear audience, for watching this on the Tenzin Show. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. All the best. Take Bye. Care. You too. Bye. Bye.